The gospel this morning comes from Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So happy new year. year. I mean, it's, it's 2023 new year, new you. Am I right? I mean, how many of you just by a show of hands this morning made a new year's resolution? You've got a new year's resolution on tap. Okay. A handful of us. How many of you are just trying to keep that to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 11 AM and I know some of us have already given up on our new year's resolution. That whatever it is we said we were going to do is just going to have to wait until next year. I made a resolution again this year to eat better, and I must have thought uh, that I made a resolution to eat butter based on how much I ate at Texas Roadhouse yesterday. So friends, if you're struggling with your resolution, you are in good company. We have all tried and failed. But I'm a goal setter, and maybe you are too. It's part of my personality to be goal-driven, I mean, I have big goals, and I have little goals, and I have intermediate goals, and then I have these imaginary goals that I can conjure up just for me to make me feel like I've won even when I've failed to reach a goal. And that's where I often find myself with New Year's resolutions. Year after year, I break my resolution and make up other goals to distract me from the fact that I failed to do the thing that I set out to do. So I did some thinking about my problem. What is it that keeps me from living into the new resolutions and new goals that I set for myself? And I think I figured it out. The problem with resolutions is that every year I set new goals, but every year it's the same me that shows up. And my track record with resolutions, and maybe yours too, isn't that great. I can tell you that nearly every year I've broken my resolutions, I've given up, I've quit. I'm not proud, I'm just telling you the truth. Y'all, I'm a mess. (laughs) And turning the page on the calendar doesn't change that. I'm still flawed, I'm still broken, I still struggle, I'm still tempted, and none of that changed for me at midnight when the ball dropped or went wide left. None of that changed. I'm still a mess, and you are too, right? We didn't wake up this morning suddenly new people. The problem with us is us, and the brokenness, the sinfulness, 
that we carry with us day after day after day after day. Y'all, I wish I could spend the rest of my time this morning telling you how to set smarter goals and better goals for yourself. I wish I could share with you what I'm reading and learning about atomic habits. I wish I could give you strategies in the time that we have to become a better, more disciplined you. But that's not what we're gathered here for. We're not gathered into the church warm and welcome this morning to become better goal setters or to make new resolutions for 2023. We're gathered here because our God left heaven and came to earth to reconcile and redeem us from sin and death. And God did it in the most inexplicable of ways possible by being born among us and dying on a cross and then rising from the grave. And the good news that you and I need to hear at the start of 2023 when we're thinking of the next thing we're going to do or the next way that we're going to improve and upgrade ourselves is that the work's already been done, friends. The work for your soul For your salvation, it's been done on your behalf. There are no more goals to strive for. Jesus' last words from the cross are, it is finished. It is done. The working, the striving, the struggling is over. God isn't asking us to do better in 2023. God is simply asking us to respond to what God has already done on our behalf. Instead of trying to save ourselves, improve ourselves, update and improve ourselves this year, what if we simply tried stepping back and responding to what God has already done? What if instead of doing something new, we rested in the grace that's already been given to us, the hope that's already been secured, the life that has already been offered to us? You see, God's not asking you or me to save the world this year. Do you want to know why? Because God's already done that. God is simply asking you to live your life in response to this reality. There's nothing else to do. Simply accept the gift of God's saving and redeeming work and live your life in response to it. You might be asking, Well, that all sounds great, and it preaches real good, Jonathan. But what does that look like? What does that look like in my day-to-day living? Because a quick Google search will give you lots of programs and strategies and 400 different Bible reading plans to get to that. But I think the best place to look for the answer about how to respond to God's saving work on our behalf is to look to Jesus Himself and His words in Matthew 22. There, Jesus is asked by a Pharisee, a lawyer, after having silenced the Sadducees and the other folks who were trying to trip Jesus up, this lawyer, he asks Jesus, he says, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And I love Jesus' response. Because here in Matthew 22, Jesus is incredibly clear about what's primary. He's incredibly clear about what's most important. Listen to verse 37 again. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and prophets 
hang on these two commandments. Take this in for just a second. Jesus says the fullness of the Torah, the law given to the people, and the fullness of all the prophetic words given to God's people throughout all of human history are summed up in two simple commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. These words, in fact, are so important that we are going to dwell on them for the next few weeks here at Pittman Park because I want these words to become the heartbeat of our church, the heartbeat of all of our ministries in 2023. I want people to know without a doubt that Pittman Park is a church that loves God and loves people, a church that takes these words from Jesus seriously, that we are committed to making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world because Jesus has called us to love God and to love people. And if there's anything that we're doing that doesn't help us more fully love God and more fully love people, friends, then we're going to stop doing it. And if there's something that will allow us to love God more fully and love people better, then that's what we're going to do in 2023. But I need your help to make this a reality for us. I want to ask you, to do some homework today. In fact, maybe before you sit down for dinner tonight, I want to ask you to take these words from Matthew 20, 20, 2022. Take these words from Matthew 22 and write them down. I'm not saying type them out. I'm saying write them down on a sheet of paper and I want you to stick it in the mirror that you brush your teeth, where you brush your teeth in the morning so that you see it, so that it's in your way, so that every morning when you go to brush your teeth, the first thing you open your eyes and you see is love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself because these words need to become our heart's cry for 2023 and beyond. These words don't just need to be memorized uh, so that they're stuck in our brain. They need to travel from our brain to our heart so that we can become the people of God in this place, the people of God who share the work of God and the will of God with the people around us. I'd ask you to put those words in one other spot, and that other spot is your refrigerator door. Because some of you are going to break your resolutions, right? Your refrigerator door. Because you're going to see those words every day early in the morning, late at night, when you come home for lunch, you're going to see those words. If you've got one of those double fridges with the two doors, put it on the freezer side. You're not going in there. <laughs> put those words there so you see them and you're confronted by them again and again and again because the most important thing any of us could do this year is to more fully love God and more fully love the people who are around us. And loving the Lord and loving our neighbor, it really, truly, it, it does begin with our heart. The Greek word for heart here in Matthew's gospel is cardia, cardia, the heart. It's the center of our spiritual and physical life. The heart 
is the fountain and the seed of the thoughts, the passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors of the understanding, the faculty and the seat of intelligence of the will and character. It's the core of your very being, the very center of who you are. Loving God and loving our neighbor begins with our heart. And it's important for us to take a hard look at our hearts. To make sure that the fountain of our thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavors is set correctly. That it's oriented in the right direction. Not only that, but from time to time, each of us in our walk, we need to recommit our hearts to God and to God's will and purpose for our life. We see this in the history of Israel when the Israelites are wandering, excuse me, when they're getting ready to wander, when they leave Egypt and are heading in to the desert, they go to Mount Sinai where God gives them the law and they covenant to be God's people. When they reach the Jordan River after 40 years of wandering, the people come together and covenant. They commit themselves to being God's people in this land that God has promised them. In the time of the kings, when Josiah discovers that he and the people are no longer living according to God's will and purpose, he calls them together to recommit themselves to God's work in their lives and God's work in the world. And when the exiles come back from Babylon, they gather on the Temple Mount and they commit themselves to God and God's will for their life. And today we have the privilege and the opportunity to do that very same thing through the Wesley Covenant Renewal Service. This morning we're going to commit ourselves not just to set a new goal or a new resolution, but to set our hearts towards God for God's glory, for our healing and our hope. This morning we're going to join with Christians all around the globe who are recommitting themselves to Jesus Christ through this service of commitment. The covenant renewal, it always happens, as I said, on the first Sunday so that we can begin the new year with our hearts turned the right direction. So this morning, as we renew our covenant with God, we're going to begin by remembering who we are. And I'll remind you of what you were called to do. And we'll pray together for our future. So friends, pay attention to the screen as we move into our covenant renewal this morning. I'll read the words in white if you'll respond with the words in yellow. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Christian life is redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. Through baptism, we have entered this life and have, admitted, and have been admitted into a new covenant of which Jesus Christ is the mediator. He sealed it with His own blood that it might last forever. On the one side, God promises to give us new life in Christ, the source and perfecter of our faith. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but only for Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave Himself for us. From time to time, we renew our covenant with God, especially when we reaffirm the baptismal covenant and gather at the Lord's table. Today, however, we meet as generations before us have met to renew the covenant that binds us to God. Let us make this covenant our own. Would you hear this admonition? Commit yourselves to Christ as His servants 
Give yourselves to Him that you may belong to Him. Christ has many services to be done, some which are easy and honorable, others which are difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests, others are contrary to both. In some way, we may please Christ as we please ourselves, but then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. Therefore, let us go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart give it all to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the Savior of none but His servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that He requires. Christ will be all in all, or He will be nothing. Confirm this by a holy covenant. To make this covenant a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time more than once to be spent alone before the Lord in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you in carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant in your searching hearts, whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are. And whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure you're clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so that you can keep your promise. Trust not in your own strength and power. Fourth, Resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You have opened your mouths to the Lord. And you have dedicated yourself to God with God's power. Never go back. And last, be prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees. Lift your hands toward heaven. Open your hearts to the Lord as we pray. O righteous God, for the sake of Your Son, Jesus Christ, See me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness in not having done your will, for you have promised mercy to me if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the, hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, covenanting with you that no known sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, 
I will watch all temptations that will lead me away from you. For my own righteousness is riddled with sin, unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you would let Him. Before all heaven and earth, I here acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion, and vow to give up myself, body and soul, as your servant, to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Jesus, I do here on bended knees accept Christ as the only new and living way and sincerely join myself in a covenant with Him. O blessed Jesus, I come to You hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of Your servants. I do here with all my power accept You as Lord and Head. I renounce my own worthiness and vow that You are the Lord my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take You for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take Your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with Him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through Your grace, I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from You. God has given holy laws as the rule of Your life. I do here willingly put all Your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as rule for my words, thoughts, and actions promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to Your direction and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows Your heart. O God, You know that I make this covenant with You today without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, Guide me and help me to set it aright. And now, glory be to You, O God the Father, whom I from this day forward shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory be to You, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in Your own blood, and now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to You, O God, the Holy Spirit, who by Your almighty power have turned my heart from sin to God. O mighty God, the Lord omnipotent, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, You have now become my covenant friend. And I, through Your infinite grace, have become Your covenant servant. So be it. And let the covenant I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. Friends, you are advised to make this covenant not only here in your heart, 
but in word, and not only in word, but in writing. Therefore, this afternoon, with all reverence, take some time to write down your commitment to the Lord. And when you've done this, sign it and then keep it as a reminder of the holy agreement between God and you that you may remember it during doubts and temptations. Would you pray with me this morning? Almighty God, we thank you that you invite us to yourself, that you have done the work of salvation and you set us free, that we might bring your light, your gospel, your truth, your hope, and your love to this world. Send us then, God, in your love and grace. This we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, and our covenant friend. Amen.